All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again. Season three. Woo! Wow. Was not expecting that echo. <laughs> With Kelly in the blockhouse. As always, Kelly, how's it going? Season three, we're back. I'm feeling possessed by the spirit of Ric Flair. R.I.P. I mean, he's probably still alive. No idea. Woo! <laughs> and I've been sick, so I can't do a good woo. Can't adequately woo. Yeah, season three, man. Get hype. Amazing. So excited. This is going to be an amazing season. I think so. We are coming off of a really awesome season two. You want to know the most exciting thing about season three? I Our do. very first episode, sponsored by Patreon member Sam. Yeah. Our buddy from, uh, I think we shouted him out last... Uh, last Christmas, I think yeah. we talked about it. It was Sam right was really at the nice end of the email. season. Yeah. You too could sponsor an episode of Sign on the Window just by going to patreon.com slash SOTWpod. It's that easy. It's that easy. And we would definitely appreciate it. And in the future, we'll throw your name right out in the beginning. So... Sam, get prepared to hear your name all the time. And if you want to join, join up. I mean, for a dollar, it's literally, we're just trying to recoup the cost of making the show. Yeah. But we're not going to stop making it because we're here yeah. forever, yo. Living we're in stuck, that debt life. Living in that blockhouse life. <laughs> uh, Kelly, why are we here, though? That really is the true question. We've now done a bunch of episodes of what? What is that? What is this? <laughs> it's a Bob Dylan podcast that's what we are oh, yeah. we randomly pick a bob dylan song every week and we sit with it we talk about it we live with it this this song we have not been listening to for two full months straight nope, just uh, only week. about a week or so but you know just pretend like we've been listening for, to it for two months that's not the spirit of the podcast not the spirit of the podcast though i've been listening to bob dylan for most of my life kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the chain of gas stations owned by conoco phillips in the united states 76 76 ah shit it's also the spirit of 76 1776 america you know all kinds of 76s you get the point this week we listened to (laughs) 2009's together through life our very first song from this record beyond here lies oh well i love you pretty baby you're the only love i've ever known just as long as you stay with me the whole Beyond here lies nothing Nothing we could call our home Alright Kelly, so we spent the week with Together Through Life We spent the week with Beyond Here Lies Nothing Once again we made a really great playlist that you can check out uh, On Spotify, either searching the, the title of the song I'm sure it'll be one of the top playlists Or you can always follow along week to week Where we uh, will change it automatically for you on our playlist called See That My Playlist Is Kept Clean. So feel free to subscribe to that one because um, that one will change constantly. But Kelly, how did how was your week? We're going to get into the last two months and stuff. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, we're going to have a special mixed up confusion for you. But this last week or so, how, how was your week with uh, getting back into Bob Dylan? Season three. I listened to it so much. I forgot how like... It's so easy to listen to our playlist. You just put it on and you forget. It's like, you know, a nice tight hour of music Beautiful. on repeat. So it was good. It's It gave me Santana vibes. Okay. There's a lot of personnel on this track. There's like an accordion and congas maybe and acoustic guitars. Bass guitars and, yeah, just like, so it's good. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about what the, I think the musical influences are here, but my overall impression was it was fun to listen to. Yeah, it was fun to listen to. It was really fun at the time, too, because, you know, this was the sort of resurgence of Bob Dylan with Modern Times being such a number one album, number one song in the country. Like he was all over iTunes commercials and like making this really big comeback. Um, 
for him, a, a man of just comeback after comeback after comeback. And this was a really anticipated record. And I don't know if it totally lived up to the hype, but it's also very particular for the time period. 2009 was a weird time. 2009 feels so long ago now. It's, it hasn't it's even been like 10, 10 years. years. Right. But it like even just politically, culturally, oh, yeah. like, I That's mean, there true. are songs on this record called uh, It's All Good. There's a song called I Feel a, Chain, a Change Coming On or whatever. And it's obviously anticipating right. Barack Obama and sort of the changes that America's going through. A lot of people liken this song to like, um, you know, the economic uh, the Great Recession, you know, mm. happening in 2007, 2008. And that's when Bob Dylan's writing these songs. So there's a layer of that, you know, walking through these kind of broken down towns. But like, we got each other, baby, we'll make it through. Mm. I think that's reading way too deeply into it because there's not enough lyrics. Not what I took away from it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so th- so this song is uh, is really interesting. And I think the the making of it is is interesting because we there's two weird threads coming into this song from our la- from our obituaries episode unfortunately so if you listen to that you you would have heard that two people died Otis Rush passed away last year we listened to an Otis Rush song that's on our playlist that is i mean completely taken bob dylan just like took that the entire song and just and wrote a brand new song all around. you love parentheses i miss loving absolutely so that's, that's the Otis Rush part and then the other stream is uh is David Bianco uh, who won a grammy uh, producing Bob Dylan and he passed away last year unfortunately but he he's the one who did our Christmas episode but also uh, together through life so we're going to be obviously listening to the Christmas episode forever and we still have nine songs left to go on, on this record but what was interesting about it is that uh, David was trying to do something different with Bob to make it a lot more streamlined for him so he was hiding mics it made it seem like when he walked in the room Bob Dylan only had one mic to work with what? and he was just putting mics all around so all these little mics everywhere Why? just so Bob wouldn't get distracted and he would just sit down and fucking like do the song. So there's a great quote from him. He said, quote, uh, I was, I was prepared when Bob came into the control room and said, I can't hear Mike. Mike Campbell is the guitarist on most of the record. Um, and he, he said he had an, uh, an SM57 mic tucked inside of his amp and pushed the fader up. Bob said, oh, yeah, that's better. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of success in a number one uh, with that record. The next time uh, that we set it up for the Christmas record, he told me that everyone was asking how they got that sound from the last record. Um, but I told him, you know, you can't tell him. You can't tell him. Um, <laughs> but I'm not actually sure uh, he had any idea. So I, I found that really fascinating oh, Bob. uh the song itself uh, together through life um no, i'm sorry the song itself beyond here lies nothing uh comes from a translation of the ancient roman poet ovid um you might know him from such hits as the metamorphosis uh coming from uh the the story tristina uh here is the ultimate torture for me exposed amid foes what banished person lives more remote from home beyond here lies nothing but chilliness hostility frozen waves of an ice hard sea this song was also in the trailer for the for the second season of HBO's uh, hit show True Blood. Oh, that makes sense. When I Googled it, True Blood kept coming up, and I was like, what the fuck? Bob Dylan is a fan of poetry. He's a fan of poetry, a fan of Ovid, and um, yeah. as you would be. You know, it's, it's got all those grand themes that, you know, a, you know Western the Western canon has been taking from since the beginning of time. Uh, this was nominated uh, at the 52nd Grammy Awards for Best Rock Vocal Performance. Uh, along with uh, Bruce Springsteen, John Fogarty, Prince, and for Neil Young. For what year? For 2009. 2009. It's uh, <laughs> rough. He lost to Bruce Springsteen, uh, whose uh, song, Working on a Dream, also a very Obama-inspired, you know, 
everything's going to be okay. It's just incredible that you just said five names. John Fogarty. That could I be mean, Prince. 1989. And, 1989, and yeah. it was 2009. Yeah, it's uh, pretty rough. Um, and some say that the Grammys are out of touch. <laughs> Who would have guessed? What? There is a video for this. I kind of totally forgot. Um, it is kind of a dark video. Did you end up watching the video? Yeah, I or? did. And I was really confused because you were like, yeah, it's about this like people in this abusive relationship. Right? And I was like, this is absolutely about a murderer who's kidnapped a woman and is torturing her. But then... Oh, was it? Which, which makes it awful. The very last moment of it, she like goes to make out with him. And yeah. I'm like... Okay. This is fucked up. This Skimmed. is super fucked Skimmed up. Skim through it. So, re- so it's a kidnapping. Yeah. They're he, not in a relationship. Literally handcuffed to a bed, and she's like all fucked up, and she's escaped, and oh, she's nice. loose in the room. That's the whole thing. And then she fucking stabs him, and like she's trying to kill him because he was definitely doing terrible things. But to then her. at the end, yeah, like, so. this is bad. Yeah, no, we don't know. Did you see Bob in it? No, he's okay. Not so we're not really gonna get into it because I these kind of videos I don't really care for. Like the the, the only interesting thing about the video, well, I mean, it, it was like it's a short fucked up scene from a movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and especially in that, as opposed to every other music video, not every other one, but most music, music videos, it's the song and we're creating a scene around the song and the song is the pr- most present thing in there. Right. There's no like sound effects. There's no, you don't hear the sounds of the scene playing out. This was very much oh. like, this was the backing soundtrack. Oh, to so you scene heard the... Yeah, you could hear every punch, every like thing breaking. So there's no cool like hearing a snare hit and it's like... A window breaks or whatever. No, yeah, exactly. Nothing was, was synced up or anything. Not like that at all, which was interesting. I can't remember a music video where, unless it was intentionally done, like they fade the music down so they could have like a cool sound effect crash that goes with the video. Uh, yeah, this was just like incidental. Like it could have been literally any song playing underneath yeah. it. It had no bearing on the situation. Weird. Yeah. yeah, I did not did not spend a whole lot of time on it. We probably will not revisit that one uh, at any point. Just because it's like, it's really dark and it's like, I, I'm here for Bob. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, here for more of a story. Uh, the song has been played 428 times total from uh, July 10th, 2009, uh, last time in June 17th, 2017. So yeah. there's a good chance that you're going to hear this song again. It's a pretty high ratio for a short amount of time considering some of the other songs. Yeah, exactly. And this is, um, I don't know, it's a really, really good song. You know, yeah, it's, it's just it's got a good kick thing. to it. So a lot of that goes to our musicians. So obviously Bob Dylan is on um, you know, keyboard vocals. Um, the lyrics, he teamed up with Robert Hunter again, which... I think a lot of people, it's a huge turnoff from them. Robert Hunter, of course, from the Grateful Dead. Hmm. He worked uh, with him in, during the 1980s, a lot of uh, Together Through Life and uh, Down in the Groove. Some of his worst songs are chalked up to Robert Hunter. And if you go back and look at the Grateful Dead lyrics, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, it's all just kind of blah. And even these lyrics, we'll get to it in a minute, kind of blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Robert Hunter connection, I think people are not super into and We'll get into that, I think, as we go forward. Uh, but of course, the major game changer here is going to be the accordion. Uh, mm-hmm. David Hidalgo of the Los Lobos rocking that accordion. So this whole record is drenched in that accordion, which I love. And it's another instance of kind of like with Scarlett Rivera or having the background singers having this really cool, you know, new sound that he never does revisit. Although we get some of it on uh, the Christmas special, which yeah. does make a lot of sense. And of course, Gar- T- uh, Tony Garnier on bass, uh, George uh, Rasil on drums, Mike Campbell from the Heartbreakers playing mandolin and guitar, and uh, Donnie Heron on the steel guitar, banjo, mandolin, and the trumpet. So you got all of that in this song, which is incredible. So Kelly, what I mean, in terms of the song itself, how how was it? So there's a lot of tango influence in here. Sure. I, I mean... 
I, I was like, what is this really familiar pattern and, and combination of instruments? And I couldn't put my finger on it. I was like, oh, God, tango. This is absolutely tango. Um, which, if you don't know anything about tango, it's uh, started in kind of Spain and Uruguay, but it was from the Roma people. Uh, when we did research for our other podcast about the Roma people, they're the ones that actually brought tango to Spain because it's closely associated with Spain. But so it, it came was... over to the New World. Right, yeah. Because saying Spain and Uruguay, that is a huge Different. distance. Between... Yeah, yeah, I know. But exactly. like Argentina, I, I, if you were to ask me where tango came from, I would say Argentina. I would say that area, southern mm-hmm. Latin America. So it's traditionally played in a group called the Orquesta Tipica, consisting of uh, guitars, uh, duo or ensemble. But uh, the thing that's special about it is this thing called a bandionian. Bandonian? It's like an accordion, but um, think of like a cartoon uh, that has like an Eastern European vibe to it. It's an accordion, but it's smaller. It's like... uh, here you can see it just so you know what I'm talking about. I have a way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. So like where you, you know an accordions are pretty big. It's a cabinet shaped instrument. Right. This is basically like a slinky. Imagine with like wood on the end. It has a little bit of the keys, but not keys like piano keys, just like buttons. Yeah. Like the other side of the accordion. Oh yeah, yeah. I think people know what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's like a staple of uh, tango music. And I really hope that that's what they were playing with. They might have just been an accordion and get the same vibe. So this song was interesting in that I... If you take away the the bluesy end of it, yeah, you, it could instantly be like an Eastern European dirge, yeah, kind of like which is how tango kind of is. That's why yeah. it's so interesting that the you know it was itinerant like immigrant people coming through Spain that like I just love how music like builds cultures together and they blend it together. It's like this is came from you can think of like a Eastern European march like or a sad yeah. song, and then somebody took like a Spanish flair to it and, and then turn it into tango. And it's right. just like, it's really neat. Well, and I think a lot of together through life, I think what they would say with the, a lot of the songs deal with sort of the borderland concept of, of that nebulous zone between Mexico and the United States. And I think a lot of the lyrical content, a lot of it takes place in Texas song. If, if I ever go to Houston, um, I think that they would, yeah, have that, that overlapping vibe, I think is what they're trying to go for. And so obviously tango, in the minds of anybody, you know, in, in America, just not even thinking about it. You just think of it as Latin American. Right. You think of it as, you know, so Mexico would, of course, be tango lords, you know. But, you know, it doesn't really come from there. But it's but it's not that they don't tango. It's not that we don't tango. It's right. the whole thing, the whole, you know, the music just filtering through the world mm-hmm. is fascinating. And yeah. it kind of, you can feel that a little bit here. I like, I, I never thought about that, honestly. But now, I, now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, I, I can hear the tango. That's sure. interesting. Yeah. Does that make it? like good in your opinion it makes it different i'm sure it was interesting uh that it had those notes to it i don't know it this this song is fine i'm not particularly attached to it you know we're trying to gauge the relevance or substantiveness i don't even know what to say of of bob dylan's music today Today, now we're only 10 years removed i know which is strange but this song could easily have been played in the 50s yeah 60s true uh but i also think it sounds great like, it I does. Think the, the sound cool. of it is yeah the mix is fantastic but uh i don't know that i would be into well, this it's I, got I a couple of things to going for it that that are different and we've talked about on the on the show before it's got that extended intro which is something mm-hmm. that doesn't happen it's got a, a neat little outro snare pop And then sort of like kind of a jazzy right. closing out. Um, 
when he was asked, when Bob Dylan was asked about the instrumentation, now this is where it's going to get a little silly. When Bob Dylan was asked about the instrument sections on the record, um, he, Bob Dylan cites Joe Perry from Aerosmith, Joe Perry solos as an example. And Bob Dylan said, quote, what can I say? If I had Joe Perry with me, everything would obviously be different. <laughs> as it is, though, he wasn't there. Soloing is not a big part of my records anyway. Nobody buys them for the solos. What I try to do, what I try to do is make sure that the instrument sections are dynamic and the extensions are an overall feeling of the song. Why are we talking about Joe Perry? Where I don't quite from? know. So if there must be a Joe Perry connection to this, maybe he was like going to be on the record or something, but oh, what a strange thing. What a strange thing to say if I had Joe Perry everything would obviously be different that anybody could say that about anything. My grocery trip. If I had Joe Perry, this would be obviously different. (laughs) It's kind of like a non sentence. Why even bring up Joe Perry? You could bring up anybody and things would obviously be different. I mean, Santana would make more sense. This, this song. I love it. You say Santana. Black magic woman vibes for sure. (coughs) Yeah. And I I, like, again, the more you say it, it's so fascinating because I, I just don't even go there. Yeah. I don't even think about it. Well, because he, doesn't I don't know when you hear Bob Dylan you don't think this sound no, you don't. I, mean, I certainly don't no so like Santana and Bob Dylan in the same sentence is well, a weird thing and I think the song was so strong that I think anybody listening to it back in 09 when it first premiered and this was obviously the lead single um people were probably like this is dope you know I think getting an over an entire record of that accordion sound was a bridge too far and I think the Robert Hunter lyrical you know collaboration was definitely bad but um but it is weird. But it's kind of cool. You're like, oh yeah, Bob, it's gonna be fun. And but then you're like, uh, every song though, does it need to be? I mean, I think I'm personally a fan. But I know that's a lot of people's knock on this record, especially coming after Modern Times, which was so good. Um, but Kelly, what this song itself um, musically is pretty solid, uh, really solid. I think. I think it grooves. I think it swings. And um, I'm here for that. But lyrically, it is a weak ass song. Yeah, for sure. Um, you were trying to make sense of it. I, I can't wait for this. I are we going to murder Bob? How can we not? How can we not? When There's the a boy, lot of broken glass and stuff like that, you know. I mean, when the voice starts, it colors the song for me immediately. Okay. So I think anything post 1980 is gonna be okay. fucked. Like it's we're just gonna go to Murder Town, right? Because okay. even the early 90s. Well, I guess like mid-90s. I would say 90s. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, say mid 90s. Yeah. yeah, the 80s are fine. So at first I was like, it just evoked a dude wandering down the street kind of muttering to himself about his baby just like oh I love you pretty baby Uh, but then I was like oh clearly he murdered his partner okay uh, is dragging her through the streets okay Uh, hopefully like in some kind of concealed as long as you stay with me yep just dragging her like looking in the windows like can these people see me right now dragging this body I'm moving after midnight down Boulevard yeah exactly he's gotta go at night because it's less conspicuous but still he's he's concerned uh, oh yeah, I mean, I don't know what I would do without you, without this love that we call ours. We call. I mean, sorry, you call. <laughs> so he's just basically serenading the corpse at this point as he's dragging her through the streets, of course, of course. Uh, trying to get to the docks so we can boat away, but not before having a, a sweet little weekend at Bernie moment, a weekend at Bernie's moment where he unwraps her from the carpet or whatever he's dragging her through the streets, and once they get onto the boat, he puts puts her hand oh, on, his, on his. Is it hard or head? Yeah. Whatever. Oh, head. No, you yeah. lay your hand upon my head. Yeah. Just like, Oh, you silly guy. Tussles, silly makes her tussle his hair and then uh, throws her in the river and yeah. boats away. Beyond here lies nothing, nothing done and nothing said. Yep. Plunk. Plunk. <laughs> oh, God, I got the plunk. Yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All I could see here is the whole world is my throne and it just made me think of 
April 14th, Sign of the Window presents Game of Thrones presents Game of Thrones season two, but really season eight for the show of HBO. This is the whole title of, of our show. Colon. Sign on the Window presents Mixed Up Confusion, colon, Game of Thrones season two, also known as season eight of the HBO show, Game of Thrones. Yep. Coming to you soon. Oh, yeah. Changing of the guards. guards. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I love it. I think that that really, it really works. I think the main, if you go to genius.com, again, I've bitched about genius sort of taking over a lot of this stuff. And I think a lot of people, it's one of the first hits you get. Mm-hmm. So I think people popping in there are going to think th- that this is like a real explanation for the song. But it's all about the the, the Great Recession. It's all, everything on here is like, we are, are going through some tough stuff. You know, I love you pretty baby our love we've never known, you know, um, just as long as you stay with me, as long as we do this together, we'll make it through. And I'm like, you guys are reaching. You're as our reaching. house is being foreclosed on. Yeah. So all of that stuff. And they're really just like putting out links about the great recession on genius. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I could do that too. You could do that too about murder pop stuff, you know? Totally. Yeah. About people throwing people overboard. Why not? The science behind it. Uh, I like your, um, interpretation a lot better um i didn't really ever see this as a murder bop song i always just saw the music for me is way more interesting on this song than the lyrics ever were the chorus is excellent i love beyond here lies nothing mm. all of it but the mountains of the past nothing done nothing said nothing but the moon and the stars i just love the way the snare hits that and like goes right back in don't know what i'd do without it without this love that we call our really full sound it's so so lovely the the phrase uh the behind here beyond here lies nothing nothing. like that little couplet uh it it reminds me of tracy chapman for some reason okay like i I guess that's because the, the way that that song ends uh, give me one reason that yeah. it, it kind of ends the same way, like really abruptly. Dun, dun, okay. dun, dun, like right after she says that last line. Yeah. And there ain't no more to say. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I don't know. Kind of the same. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, she, he's probably definitely heard of her mm. and maybe he's you would think. directly aping the song. Who oh, knows? Fast car. Yeah. All cry together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, um, you know, in, in terms of, in terms of 2019, does this still work? I mean, as we said, it's only 10 years removed. It definitely sounds like a modern song. There's so much good production value mm-hmm. inside of it that, of course, it's still relevant. But in terms of like Bob Dylan's sort of like the Mount Rushmore of Dylan songs, no. I don't think this one could ever be up there because there's just not enough heart to it. There's not enough of a unique point of view. There's nothing happening. It's It's too vague you know a lot of people um seeing this as something like things have changed all of our apocalyptic songs right this one fits right in there this is just some guy walking through kind of a burned out town and what's happened who knows but you've already done that song a thousand times and things have changed is such a perfect example of that song yeah why even have this what is the point point of this so i think that's kind of uh I, I, that's why I don't. Th- I think it's a minor Bob Dylan song, but it's a great minor Bob Dylan song. It's a unique minor Bob Dylan song, and I think in terms of together through life, and we'll keep going with it. Obviously, I think we'll find out that this is this is one of the best songs on the record. Mm. And I mean, that's saying I guess that that's says tough. it all of itself. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know how much replay value it has for me yeah. because it was cool to listen to. Uh-huh. Um, you know, over this week, I'm glad I listened to it. The you know whatever 
15, 20 times I did, but I don't think I would go back to it because of exactly what you said. There's not enough meat there. Mm. There's so many... I prefer things have changed and like sure. we're going to go back and I wanted that sound. I don't think I would go to this. True. I'd just go listen to Santana. And if you want, <laughs> that's, a, that's the perfect ending right there. <coughs> All right, Kelly, as we mentioned before, we have a amazing Spotify playlist uh, that we set up this week where we, uh, if you're new to the podcast or, or coming back after a long sojourn or whatever, Every week we have uh, an amazing playlist that we put out into the world. You can uh, go view it at our website, SOTWpod.com, or you can uh, subscribe, like I said before. I see that my playlist is kept clean on Spotify. Uh, welcome back to the playlist, Arcade Fire. You, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Arcade Fire, Julian Baker, I think, has mm-hmm. been on before. Minus the Bear for sure. Oh, yeah. Under Oath, I'm pretty sure. Thursday... Maybe, maybe not. The Men's Cigars for sure. Mm-hmm. And this is basically a swearing playlist. We're just going to get through the whole record. So 100%. A welcome to the podcast. I don't know if we've done Dear Tick before. Oh. Uh, Laura Marling for the first time. Mm-hmm. Great Collapse, my number two record of last year. Uh, I don't think we've ever done that before. I'm also not 100 on Los Campesinos. I think we have to have. I feel like we had to have too, but yeah. this is where I started getting like breakdown so los campesinos maybe welcome welcome not i don't know the explosion for the first time for sure capital cities bobby darren tiger trap and churches i'm not sure churches maybe maybe not uh, i don't think so okay so churches welcome to the to the playlist so if you want to listen to all those uh, artists and uh clearly we did a beyond here lies nothing beyond here lies nothing playlist there's a theme, there's a theme. <laughs> you'll figure it out um i recommend you go and listen to it because it was pretty pretty fantastic it was, it was uh, a good mix of stuff overall yeah and if you're interested in pretty great mixes overall of things, you can follow us online anywhere. You can go to Twitter.com, Facebook, Instagram. We're also at SOTWpod.com. I just renewed my domain my domain what? through Google. What? what up? Uh last year I remember I was like, Ooh, do we still need a website? Who even knows? People do are people listening? Are people even out and there? Sam was like, I got you. Got you. I mean that was well later. And but this <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna auto renew it because I got faith in this little buddy over here. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Boom, we're still killing it. We're still here. <laughs> Episode 76. So if you want to see our wonderful website, SOTWpod.com, every uh, every song at this point has a show note. You can go in. You can see our playlists and uh, links to everything. Uh, if you like listening on Spotify, we're on Spotify as well. Just search uh, Sign on the Window and you're going to obviously see the Bob Dylan song. But yeah. in the podcast section, you'll see our little face right there. Click that button yeah. and follow along. And speaking of long- online, Kelly, we talked a little bit at the end of our Christmas special uh, all the cool reviews that we got. I know. Uh, seems hilarious. We just went a whole year where people are commenting on our podcast and we had no idea. <laughs> Even though we were literally asking for it, we never <laughs> thought to look because we just never thought it would be there. So all of the great comments have been awesome. Everybody tweeting back um, to the person on, on Instagram who like replied to an Instagram story about me throwing shade, us throwing shade, let's be honest, about oh, really? real live. Um, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was it was really it was a very nice comment in the end. Um, although they didn't understand the hatred of real live, but we'll get there at some point. <laughs> um, thanks to that person. But we we got another uh, review. So if you leave us a review on iTunes, uh, this is going to be the place that we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit of a read. Yeah. Um, this one's a little bit long, so I'm just gonna kind of roll through it the best I can. Um, five star review yeah. from uh, DTK Lola. I've been listening to Bob Dylan almost nonstop for a year exploring his different songs. 
Ever since I started listening to him, I always wanted to have a place where I could discuss some of the songs and have a better understanding of them. About two weeks ago, I was looking for different versions of Seven Curses on Spotify, and I saw your Seven Curses episode. Yes. Now, this this review alone is part of the set. It's now officially a part of the Seven Curses expanded universe. Yeah. Uh, so, like, DT, DTK Lola, You're you are now, yeah, get review. yourself saddled up, sir. Or ma'am, I don't know. And let's go, for sure. Um I was instantly hooked. This is exactly what I'm wanting. This podcast has helped me understand some Bob Dylan tracks. It's also shown me some new favorite songs like Boot to Spanish Leather, both of our number one from last year and probably your number one of all time uh, that are just now some of my my favorite Bob Dylan tunes. Thank you, exclamation point. Thank you so much. Thank you. A very wonderful. That's nice. So nice. So if you want to leave a review. We'll definitely read it. Good, bad, whatever (laughs) it is. I mean, take all criticisms. If you're mad about Real Live. Hit us up again. Let us know. I mean, maybe we'll just we'll have to just wade in and do a supplemental on real live and kind of get down to the bottom of of why it's just so bad. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what season three demands. Who knows? All right, Kelly. We were also people in the world this week, this month, this last two months. We stopped recording at the end of last November ish. I mean, beyond our Christmas special and yeah. all of our year end festivities, we're gonna get deeper into what we've been doing for the last two months on a special mixed up confusion that we'll start the year with that'll come out on Thursday. But Kelly really quickly overview, what sort of things were you doing? What sort of things would you recommend to the people out there? Yeah. Without going to in depth, we're just going to do a hit list. Of, hit list. That's of what we want. What we've been doing. So I went to see my mom. You guys could go do that too. If you want to, she's on the island of Hawaii. She's a great person. If you want to so. see Kelly's mom, <laughs> she's, she's available. Um, I watched Forever, which is uh, Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen. It's like a six-episode thing on Amazon uh, Prime or whatever they call their video streaming service. Amazon now, whatever. Uh, it was really good. It was like an independent movie, but in six parts. It's got that like kind of eerie vibe to it, melancholy thing, but it was it was really good. Uh, another Amazon show. What up? It was on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Season two came out. Oh, yeah. watched all that. I, I was really on the fence about that show for some reason during the first season, but I rewatched the first season with my mom because she had never seen it, and then we watched the second season, and it's it's really funny. There are things, that, a little bit of things that, that bug me about it, but overall, it's really funny and smart. Well, and if you like Bob Dylan... You you might actually really like the show because Bob Dylan might be a character. You said, and I don't know if he's going to be a character. I but just have you're in the right spot. Yes, because it like, takes place at the gaslight, and we're in 1959 right now. Yeah, and we've already like we're doing some Lenny Bruce right. stuff. Hey, and episode I, 37. There's definitely some folk singers in sweaters that look like those brothers that that they're the oh the, the Chancy brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I feel like it's a right. We're coming. For, yeah. Well, and he shows up in 61, so we'll. We'll see. We'll see if the but time get, jump. She's getting really big now, so okay. she might not even play the gaslight anymore. But I'm hoping she has like a well, maybe she'll, time moment where she goes back to the gaslight. Or she'll go to Minnesota and <laughs> run into him in Minnesota before he's Why even not? a thing. Why not? Why not? Maybe she's the reason he ends up at the gaslight. What? <laughs> get out of here, kid. Know, you want to be a star? You got to go to New York. Oh, my God. What a weird plot point. Yeah, right? Marvelous Miss Maisel. The reason Bob Dylan exists. <laughs> So I don't know if he's going to show up. This is all speculation, but it, it, he definitely could. Um, listening to Pup, some a band that Daniel's recommended multiple times. They just had a new single, Kids, come out. So I went back and listened to their their both their albums. Uh, they're really fucking good. 
punk band from Canada. So if you haven't listened to them on Daniel's recommendation, I'm doubling down. Definitely played them before on the show for sure. Yeah, and we're they're playing in July, so we're gonna gonna go for Daniel's birthday. Boom. Yes. Uh, Amanda Palmer also has a new single, "Drowning in the Sound." Uh, She's playing here pretty soon too, but the tickets are like forty five bucks, and I'm poor as fuck. And I have seen her before, but it's really good. I I kind of sleep on Amanda Palmer every once in a while. I forget that she's a person, and then she comes around and. Is fantastic. Great. Yeah. Karen O has a new single with Danger Mouse. That's wow. also really good. I'm like, yeah, Karen O coming back. It's called Woman. Very good. Uh, Vacationer, who's like kind of a, I would say this is the soundtrack to a low key beach party. It's kind of like a little bit of Wallace Sound stuff, a little ambient, but also it's got like fun pop breaks in it. Yeah. So uh, this has a new single too, uh, Minimum. Also their 2018 album Mindset was really good too. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Mostly just feeling nostalgic and spending all my time making playlists, very specific playlists as I want to do. That is definitely your MO. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll get into it much deeper uh, on, on mix up confusion, but yeah, I, I watched the jazz documentary by Ken Burns right, yeah. and that was huge. Now I'm like trying to listen to jazz <laughs> left jazz, and right. Yeah. Got a little jazz book. We're doing all kinds of things. I'm trying to go through like best albums of the sixties and I'm like halfway through uh, one list, but there's so many lists all out there, but I'm discovering a lot of really, discovering a lot of really cool music um some albums that i that have just come out that i really love um elliot whitmore kill nova uh sharon von etten remind me tomorrow she is so good i always forget about her uh say anything came out with their final album oliver appropriate um which is really cool it's kind of the killing of the character from their first album is a real boy kind of the end of say anything altogether, which is pretty cool um speaking of the karen o and the yeah 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 as the guitarist of that band is now I think I don't know if it's permanent or not, but played on uh, an album called Better Oblivion Community Center, oh, which saw, is yeah, Phoebe that, Bridges and uh, Connor Oberst. Yeah, and, I listened to their single that just came out. It's really good. Oh god, the single Dylan Thomas is fantastic. Mm-hmm. The whole record is really fucking good, as yeah. you would expect. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, all about supergroups. She's also in Boy Genius with Julian Baker mm. um, and, and Laura Ducas. Uh, like. What is happening? She's like blowing the fuck up. Uh, and Dylan Thomas, just listen to that alone. You will want to listen. Vampire Weekend came out with uh, Harmony Hall in 2021. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about the I'm, Harmony Hall song. I'll, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it all until it's all together. Right, yeah. It might but, make sense in context of the album, but it's a little it's it weird, jarring. It's weird because they lost a drummer and the drums are so good in the band, but there's mm-hmm. no drums on it. So it's like, yeah. have they lost a step? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But 2021, I thought was really cool. Just I didn't like a weird. That one. I only oh. To that. oh, yeah. It's they're both together. Uh, it's only like a minute and a half song. It's like a interlude sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it for me too. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff to condense from two months. Yeah, from two months, and we're, we're that's and, why we gotta ex- explode and talk all about. <coughs> <it. coughs> <Sorry. coughs> And that's just a little taste of what we've got. So we're going to talk about all of those records. We're going to talk about Tallest Man on Earth. As we teased last year, we did go and see him at Revolution Hall here in, in Portland, Oregon, um, in November, at the end of November, right after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was fantastic. So we're going to talk about that. We also saw the, saw the final show for Minus the Bear, also a long con tease on this podcast. So we will update <laughs> you on that as well, because it was an amazing show. And it was a cool end for a band that has meant a lot to us, just independently for God you know 15 years i mean it's been forever um so we're going to talk about those and then we'll kind of get a little deeper on our recommendations on thursday so if you're interested in that otherwise this is the end of the show
our first episode back from our, season three. Our first episode. So if you listen to our Christmas episode, you know that I gifted Kelly five pieces of garbage. And on those pieces of garbage, there was <laughs> song titles. That. Oh, my God. This, this week, uh, I'm coming off of being fucking sick mm-hmm. for an entire week. My ass got completely steamrolled. It's That's the longest sickness I've ever had as an adult. Um, so there's no fun things. But in the future, there will be fun things. There will be envelopes. Envelopes are fun. There's going to be uh, more garbage for sure happening. But right now, we're going to keep it real simple for okay. next week. Uh, and same thing. You're going to tell me if you want or don't want to keep them uh, and why. Just, okay. a- again, based solely on the song title. So I'm going to give you five options. And these options this week are going to be from albums that we haven't listened to yet. That's so the that's theme. the theme. That's what we did. Um, you know, kind of, you know, I randomized everything over Christmas, but I wanted to get at least one together through life song. And that was obviously beyond here lies nothing. And that's the one you chose, which was awesome. So we're going to go to five records that we have not listened to yet. And we're going to see which one. So at least we're going to have a brand new one. So I'm not going to tell you what record they're from. I'm just going to give you the song titles. Sure. Sure. So number one is an album and I can't hide it. We'll just call it album. Number one. So it's an album, but it's not a full album. Okay. But it's kind of an album. So call like it album number one. It's like our president being called individual number one in all court documents. So this is album number one. But don't let <laughs> Donald Trump sully what oh, this Jesus. album is. Oh, my God. Also, we're still here. I want that to be clear. 2019, we're all still breathing. We're all still here. New Thank song, God. New energy. We're still alive. Still What's fucking. Uh, America's still a goddamn dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. But we are bringing some, some hopefully some light to this to this world yeah we're giving off a nice nice glow giving off a nice a nice glow this season three glow up that's what we're doing here (laughs) all right next song well that was an album so first song really album enticing (laughs) ouch uh what if i told you on that album it has bob dylan's questionably bob dylan's biggest song of all time what would that be blown in the wind change is gonna come those are the only two I can think of would be his biggest songs of all time. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you after if you all don't choose the it. But we already did that. That's a... Unquestionably, you will know what it is, and you have heard it before, it's and it is his me. biggest... Um, <laughs> you, you can keep guessing all you want. Number two, Stack a Lee. Stack a Lee. Stack a Lee. Take a Take a guy named Lee, stack him up. Stack a Lee. Time to stack a Lee. Number three, Pressing On. Okay. I'm remembering now that you said we're going to have to do a lot of Christian songs because we, maybe these are all Christian they songs. probably are number three can't help falling in love like the 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 Elvis song but it might be an Elvis song sure yep and last one country pie Ooh, oh all I can think about is women and Daisy Dukes uh it's not wrong all right so eliminate which ones you don't want? I mean, okay, so I feel like "Pressing On" is definitely a Christian song. That is from say "Saved" from no. 1980. Yep. That is definitely from a Christian period. Uh, "Country Pie" kind of grosses me out. I'm gonna say no on that, that one. That was a huge mistake, <laughs> especially because you love a minute and twenty seconds. Oh, fuck me. Okay, well, uh, can't help falling in love. Nah. Stackley does pique the interest, and so does Album One, just because <laughs> of the mysterious nature of it. But I don't know. Do I want to do an album? Do I? Bob Dylan's biggest song? I mean, I don't know. I should just pick Stackley just for fun. Album number one is really tempting, but I'm a little... Well, how could you not be tempted by a title like album number it's, one? 
it's very mysterious and I, I want to know, but I'm also terrified. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and Stackley just sounds like a hot mess of garbage, which is appropriate. Th- that it's an incredibly famous and revered song. So I don't know about a stack of garbage. Oh, it's not a Bob Dylan song? No, no, it's a cover. Oh, well, I guess, are you choosing Zachary? Yes. Oh, officially. sorry. So, yes, so uh, you, you remember Little Maggie? You remember Hard Times? Yes. From That was from a 1992 album called Good As I've Been To You. Well, he followed up the next year with an album called World Gone Wrong. So this is him, his first solo acoustic albums since the 1960s. Okay. This is the, but it was all covers, right? All covers. Oh, so okay. Stackalee is a very famous song. We're going to listen to a bunch of covers next week of Stackalee. And I think we'll get down and deep into the origins of the song. It's a very old song, and I don't know the versions. But Stacka Lee, the character, shows up in a lot of other folk songs, too. So maybe we'll try to try to follow that along. Do you want to know what album number one was? Yes. We're not really going to get back to it until we do an album sort of thing. But album number one was Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. And the song is Knocking on Heaven's Door. Okay. Wait, oh yeah. Guns and Roses made right. it famous. I don't know if I've ever heard Bob's Bob version. version. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you've heard All Along the Watchtower. It's yeah. basically the same thing. Okay. Imagine stripping down the crazy ass weird slash guitar <laughs> and then just having Bob singing Ow. just with an acoustic. Yeah. But we would definitely listen to Guns and Roses version. Oh, yeah. Also, it's not the song. I can't emphasize that enough. That was the album. And the album, a lot of it is instrumental because it's all just instrumental. So it's just a soundtrack for the movie, but he did it all. He did it all. And oh, I okay. think there's two full songs and then the rest of it is all. And there's also a really cool bootleg I would want to do with it too called, I think, like Pico's Revenge or something. And huh. it's kind of like a long, kind of like um, Tello Bill, a long form version. It's like the version I have is like an hour just an hour of like playing music oh, neat. and it's all just kind of that sort of, I mean, imagine the movie. It's just like Western vibe, right. kind of like borderland vibe, but just without the fucking accordions. Huh. So I think in time that would be cool. That'd be a cool one to do. Cause then we could watch the movie and, but yeah, I'm glad you picked Stackley. Makes yeah. next week a lot easier. <laughs> so that's episode 77. That's We're going to do Stackley next week. We'll have a new theme and I will come with more stuff. Hopefully. Um, you really don't have to tape it to garbage. It's fine. <laughs> that's true. I might just do something like this, but they will be themed for the rest of the year. Um, so if you like that, let us know if you want us to go back to uh, random, I would say just sit out season three. We'll, we'll go back to season four. So or you could just drop us a line and we'll be like, that's fine. We can switch. No, I don't think we're going to switch though. You refuse. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been working hard. I've been working hard on, on these. these little themes. This one kind of sucks. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> this one kind of sucks. But no, we're going to work hard. And we'll be back uh, for Mix of Confusion on Thursday. And then we'll be back next Monday for episode 77. We're looking for a lot of consistency in season three. Not taking any slip and slide fun times into summer type of things. Although I can't so wait. So many songs about rivers. So many songs about rivers. And you know what? Rivers can be a theme in and of itself. Because oh there's still so many extra songs about rivers. <laughs> Railroads are definitely going to be a theme. I don't know. I, I, do I just tease all the all the cool themes that are coming up? I don't know. <laughs> Kelly, episode one of season three, know, episode 76 in the books, Together Through Life. I know. That's great. Done. What a blast. I guess we'll see you next week, or we'll see you on Thursday. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, Minus the Bear and Tallest Man on Earth. Yes, we will. Two bands that we definitely fucking love. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Perfect timing. Perfect timing.